Earlier tonight here on WGAM, the game, it was Merrimack 2, Providence 1. With us, the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy, and uh, battle from start to finish both last night and tonight. Uh, I imagine this was a pretty big two points for your club to get. Yeah, especially coming off last night's disappointing loss, <clears throat> where we thought we played pretty well, you know. Um, I think Coach Carr said it best at the end of the game. You know, we probably executed better last night, but we had more uh, great effort uh, tonight out of everybody. Can't think of anybody who didn't work their tails off. Um, and that's how close hockey's games are, you know. Um, so good job by our special teams, good goaltending, and um, just a, a great effort. How important is it to, to see the results, I guess, you know, that you, you've talked earlier about a lot of the things that you guys are doing. You may not see the results for a little while, but, you know, off of a game last night, we, the effort seemed to be there, but you didn't get the results. And then tonight, I mean, it seemed like it was important for you guys to get the result. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're, we're trying to prepare for playoff hockey. And for us, those are one-goal tight games, and you got to learn how to how to get points out of those. So, you know, we're trailing two to one against BU going in the third. We're tied with UConn. We're tied with BC. We're tied with Colgate. We're tied with with Providence. Uh, you know, and then and then uh, we're one up uh, going into the third tonight. So, every time you put yourself in those positions, you learn some things, and uh, you know, and you learn how to win those games. It wasn't pretty in the end, but uh, you know, those are two big points told our guys, you know, that might have been an ugly uh, ugly finish, but uh, those two points are going to look great in March. Yeah, I mean, if there's any question about buy-in or anything like that, you would just watch the effort both last night and tonight, the, the blocking of shots, I mean, guys diving in front of pucks, guys getting taking one off the ankle and staying out there, and uh, just, uh, you know, like I said, from start to finish last night, it was it was a battle in many ways, and then a lot of guys, I think, you know, gave a pretty good account of themselves. And, and <clears throat> you always like to see guys respond. I mean, we called a couple guys out and uh, and they stepped up, you know, and and uh, a lot of these these less experienced players, these younger guys, they they you know they think they're working hard and they are compared to what they've done in the past, but they still don't know how hard they need to work, and and so um, you know weekends like this go a long way to giving them a, a little bit of insight into how hard it is to be successful in hockey East. Well, the first goal in the first period, Brian Christie gets on the board. Uh, you know, first of all, was the type of play I, I, I imagine you guys were trying to to, uh, to get more of on the power play because that's where a lot of those goals were scored this weekend. And uh, the power play maybe didn't wasn't able to do the things they wanted to do up until that point. But then when they got the opportunity, cashed in. Well, you know what? I mean, we had two goals in the power play this weekend uh, and only gave up one. Um, uh, you, you win those special teams battles, you're usually going to come away with some level of success. Uh, both Curtis and, 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 and Glenn worked extremely hard on them. And our players were very attentive. I thought the penalty kill was excellent. And uh, it starts with Raz in the net uh, tonight. And then uh, the power play got the job done when we needed it to, and that's all that matters. How about a guy like Christie? It seems like every game, you know, he seems to play better and better, seem more comfortable out there, and, and I know he's been working hard, obviously, and maybe hasn't, you know, it seems like that first goal has been a long time coming. Well, you know, he has. I give a lot of credit to Mikey Collins, who's really like a tutor out there, you know. He's got such great hockey sense, and I know he's in Brian's ear a lot. And, and uh, you know, when, when Brian's an upperclassman, I think he'll probably look back on a lot of what uh, Mike has, has kind of showed him along the way. Um, you're only as good as your leaders, and I thought our, our 
the Red Blys, the Mikey Collinses, the, the Jordan Haywards were were off the charts uh, both nights, um, and and also tonight. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about was you know, Collins has done so many little things. It's, I mean, people are going to look at the numbers and say, okay, he's one of the leading scorers in the league. Obviously, he's a pretty good player. But then you watch this guy play night in and night out, and the little things that he does, and you say, oh, okay, he's a guy who does little things as well defensively. As well. But then you look, look at some of the intangibles, the leadership qualities that he displayed those things you talked about, I mean, I see him out there conferring with the referees, you know, and trying to make sure guys are doing what they're, what they're doing in, in so many ways, it seems as though he has stepped his game up to another level and it's all the way around. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I put Blasi in that category too, you know. They had the I think the distinct pleasure and advantage of playing with the Adam Rosses, the Fraser Allens, the, the Chris Bartons, and uh, it's funny, at one point this year I think it might have been Rhett said you know, well, you know, Adam Ross would have done this, or Chris Barton would have done that. And I looked at him and I said, "Well, that's you now. Yeah. You are that." And um, so it's great to see those guys really mature. We got a long way to go, and um, you know, we, we we do have a freshman and sophomore laden club, but um, to get that type of effort out of your leaders on a big weekend, where you come in and gave up two points at home. You need to get something. You know that's a that's a huge win. And that's an interesting point too about what you said with Bly looking back. I guess reaching back to the past in yeah. some ways. I mean that that's how you perpetuate a tradition, isn't it? It is, and and um, you know it's it constantly needs to be nurtured, and it's very slippery. You know, um, everyone has influence. Everybody in our locker room has influence. You, you, as a coach, you want to try to steer them towards the guys that are doing it the way you want them to do it. You can't always do that. People are drawn to different people, um, you know. But I, I think over the last couple of weeks, Brendan Ellis, Lizzie, Mikey Collins, you know, they, they've had a lot of influence on their teammates, and, and uh, they see how hard they work, and they also see how good good of players they are, and, and realize, hey, you know, I got to play harder. And uh, this weekend was evidence of that. Has it been difficult during the stretch? You guys came in on a five-game winless streak, you know, to keep them focused on you know, knowing that a lot of nights you guys are doing a lot of things right, just weren't getting the results yet, but having to believe that eventually they, the results would come like tonight. Well, I think, um, yeah, I think it's hard for the players, you know, because they've never been through it. I've been through a lot worse than this, <laughs> you know. So, I, yeah. with that said, it gets frustrating. I mean, today, you know, we, we kind of get after each other in the, in the coaches' meeting and. You know, you want to, you want these guys to have success because you know how hard they're working. But you also have to have the perspective that that as long as we keep doing what we're doing, as long as we keep working as hard as we are, it's going to happen. Yeah. You just you never know when. And, and you know, we probably executed better last night, as I said. But the pucks bounced the right way for us tonight. And we matched the and, and we uh, you know basically added the the, the work ethic to it. Yeah. And uh, and that's how we got it done. I thought these were two pretty closely matched teams, you know, similar teams. And, you know, you know both of you guys are going to have to win with efforts like that. We saw that last night from from there, from them and, you know, and your club as well tonight. It seems like, you know, uh, I got a feeling that these, you know, we know you're going to play again one more time the rest of the season, but it seems like you guys are going to be fighting for one, maybe one of those last one my spots the rest of the way. Well, listen, this is this is kind of, we got a long way to go. And our first goal is to make the playoffs. Our second goal you know, is, is to compete for home ice. Um, 
you know, we, we got a long way to go here. So, but but it does give you that sense that these two teams might meet up again. Yeah. I know we're yeah. we're scheduled to, yeah. but it might happen again just as, as fate would have it. So, um, you know, both teams have a lot of work to do before then. But I, I like their club. I think they you know they they, they do some of the things that that we do. Um, yeah. You know, and the good goaltending and. And uh, they play good defense. You really have to work to get to grade A. Uh, as I said, going into this weekend, it's going to be a great test for us to see where we are. And that's where we are. So after that test now, how do you feel about the club? Well, I think we got better this weekend. I think we got get, got better this weekend. I think that's the best. Those are the best back-to-back games we've played. Yeah. You know, I liked how we... we we handled things on the bench. Um, we, we were businesslike in our approach. Um, I probably was a little more animated tonight than I've been in a long, long time. And we had a lot of players um, that were able to to remain poised and and stay with what was going on as their coach was losing his mind. So that's a good sign. You know, there were not a lot of plays this weekend because it was such a tightly contested uh, game both last night and tonight. There were not a lot of opportunities like the one that Josh Myers had in the third period when he created that chance by poking the puck free and going in. But, you know, when those things, when you get those opportunities, those are the types that types of chances that you guys need to convert on. And so that was a, it was a big goal at that point of the game. And you know what? Um, you know, Josh has is, is got a, a, a good... A good skill set, and he's still learning how hard he needs to play. And he played really hard tonight, much harder than we thought he played last night. You know, and I and, and so it's nice to see him reward. It doesn't always happen that fast, yeah, yeah. you know. But um, you get a bounce of the puck when you're when you're working your tail off. And he took a couple hits to make plays. He was banging bodies. He had a lot of energy. He was positive on the bench. Those, uh, you know, so. It doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. You know, you, you, you earn those bounces. and, and uh, But he is one of those guys, and when he has an opportunity, he can finish. And uh, as soon as I saw him going in, I knew we were going to get a good look. Uh, Warrior of the game tonight, no surprise, Rasmus Tiernan. Uh, was that the best game that he's played so far? I think so. I think so. Um, you know, both both these guys, are, believe it or not, still scraping rust off, and they're still getting better. Came in, game out. Um but uh, I thought he played with. He looked confident in there, which is which, which I like. Um, you know, our guys did a pretty good job around him. Uh, you know, and, and then he made the save he needed to make. And he looked like he gave you guys confidence as well. And I know that's a kind of an intangible, but when a goaltender does that, it you know it seems to really lift the club. And, and there were a number of times that he made saves that just. Uh, uh, you know, the save in the first period, for instance, off of Army was uh, one of the best ones I've seen him make this year. Yeah, you know, he, he's he's starting to get into a little bit of a groove. Uh, you know, I think each of his four game, last four games he's played really well in. So um, I said from the get-go I thought goaltending would, would be, would, would have depth and would have, um, and it would be a strength of ours. And, and with Sam and Raz's play, uh, you know, I haven't been, I think we're trending that way. And it seems, again, like, you know, uh, talk about guys getting stronger. I realize that he hadn't played in a year, and, and it seems like the last few times out, he, uh, he just seems to be getting stronger and stronger and more confident in there. Yeah, you know, and, and guess what? You know, he's going to have his ups and downs. Everybody does. So, 
it's just a matter of going about your business and, and, and understanding how you need to prepare. Uh, and he's still learning that. Uh, Jimmy Healy's doing a great job with both guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of just doing the most with your with your opportunity, and, and he was good tonight. Tim Schaller seems to have made a career out of playing against you guys, and he had the uh, the overtime winner last night, the goal in the third period, and then he got that puck off the backboards and uh, looked like he had a lot of the net to shoot at. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and uh, uh, Tiernan comes over and just robs him. What was the reaction on the bench when he made that save? Well, you could you could see you kind of see it developing, and, and, but you could also see see Raz. You know, you know he's got those long legs, and uh, no, Tim Tim's a good player, and uh, and he, and he we, we I think we definitely bring out the best in him. Uh, we play a style of hockey that I think he's familiar with and, and comfortable with. Um, both goals last night and tonight were pretty good snipes, you know. Um, but uh, no, that was probably the save. That was a, that was the game winner right there. Um, second period. I don't know that I've seen this before. I mean, it's a one to nothing game. You called your timeout. They called their timeout. I think a minute later. Uh, uh, first of all. You're calling it because of the icing and, and also to relieve some of the pressure. We were gassed. Yeah. We were gassed. Um, you know, we don't like to call it that early, but you also, you know, they don't carry over. So I hate to leave it out there. It's a one-goal game. Just the way these two teams play, yeah. you know, that, that's as, fi- as as fine a thread as there is. You know, um, the, the differences are razor thin, and so. You know, we almost had to take it. We we had some gas guys, and it's able to refocus, and and then it, it you know we did we got a little energy out of it. We got it going a little bit, and then they had to take theirs. So, I'll tell you what, it led to a lot of chaos on the bench in the third period because, um, like I said, I, I I wasn't as composed as I would have liked to have been, and we didn't have a timeout. You know, I think if I think if we'd have had a timeout, Stewie might have called it just to settle me down. <laughs> It's interesting the use of the timeout because it seems like it's evolved so much over the years. I mean, it used to be uh, it was almost never called, uh, and then only called when you're down by one at the end of the game. Now you're seeing more and more coaches do it. I mean, is it, is it a reflection of a change in coaching philosophy or anything? Well, don't forget, it's only been two years, I think. Um, though This is the third year where you can't change on icings. Right. And so that really, I think, has an effect because, you know, if you're, if you're really tired, you know, and now it's if you shoot it out of the rink, you know, it's also that's another opportunity. If the net comes off, right. there, there are there are you know three instances where you could have really tired guys on the ice, and so plus games are so close. I mean, every game in hockey East is a nail biter. So um, you know, yeah, one goal differences are huge. All right, you've got three non-league games now. Well, two non-league, one exhibition before Christmas, but uh, you won't play another Hockey East game, which made these two points even bigger. Or another Hockey East game for about a month. So you're sitting at 500 now at Christmas in Hockey East. Uh, where does that compare to what you thought or where you think you should be? Or, I mean, uh, I realize you're never satisfied with not winning games, but 500 in Hockey East, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, there's, there's so much. The league starts in January, right? Okay. Probably late January, early February when the league really starts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're done with Northeastern, but we still, we, we've got games with everyone else. And we haven't seen Maine. We haven't seen UNH. We haven't seen Lowell. Um, UMass. You know, we haven't seen UMass. We haven't even seen them. So there's a lot left to be be done here. Um, so, you know, I, I look back and, and I think that's about right. You know, uh, Northeastern jumped on us first. We, put, we got two pretty big wins against them coming back. I thought we played a good home series against a, a, a much improved Vermont team. 
um, where we got three points. You know, the BU game we're in, we just don't play, we don't get to grade A enough. The BC game, we're up 3 nothing, and, and, and Giddy is, is, you know, a bunch of 12-year-olds at a New Kids on the Block concert. Um, Showing your age there with oh, that one. Yeah, I know. One Direction, is that, their new, is that the new one? <laughs> don't I ask me. Yeah, I think it's, I'll, my daughters would know. I think it's One Direction. Yeah. Um, you know, we end up losing that game. We had last night's game and, and then tonight. So, I mean, I think we're right. I, I it always ends up working out. You know, right now we're a 500 team in this league with a lot of games to be played. We just need to work on getting better every game. All right, so you have Harvard coming up Friday night. Uh, anticipated matchup, a pretty good Harvard team, some skills, some talent on that team, and, of course, uh, homecoming of sorts, I guess. You know, Jimmy VC, his son's going to play. Uh, his son also named Jimmy, of course, uh, off to a great start with Harvard. It's going to be, I think, pretty excited to, to see them come in to Merrimack for the first time ever. Well, hey, listen, to, to be able to host the, the Harvard Crimson in our rank, you know, I think it, it speaks volumes as to the direction of our college, you know. Um, and then, yeah, hey, listen, Jimmy Vesey wasn't, was not only a great player, but um, he's been very supportive of, of the program. He's been very supportive of me. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I remember watching him at Christopher Columbus. Um, so we're all dating ourselves now that his son's playing, but... Uh, you know, we, we know. does that make you feel old? <laughs> it's a lot that makes me feel yeah. old. But uh, you know, we we hope to have him back in the rank. I know. Uh, I believe the president's going to o- offer uh, an invitation for him to, to come up to the president's box with his family. Um, you know, and, and uh, we need to recognize that because he's one of the best players, if not the best player to ever play uh, for Merrimack, and uh, he's been a great ambassador. But tell us about Harvard, what you know about them so far. I'm sure you'll look at tape and so on over the next week, but um, what kind of team is this Harvard team going to be, and, and what are you guys going to need to do against them? They're really skilled, really skilled. Um, you know, they've, they've really kind of reloaded over the last year and a half, two years, and uh, they've got a lot of young guys coming in down the road. So this is a team that I think over the next couple of years is probably going to compete for a national championship. Um, it, you know, it'll be an NCAA-quality team. Um, you know, you've got the the BZ, who's obviously a good young player, but there's there's a lot of other good players there. You know, it, Teddy Teddy's a great offensive mind, and, and you know they usually have a really good power play, which is going to challenge us. We just again, it's it's about us. It's a, we we the coaching staff knows how we want to play, and I think every day our players are coming to grips and, and having a better understanding of exactly what that is. Now we need to be willing to execute. We need to be willing to, to put forth the effort, um, you know, r- regardless of who the opponent is. You know, since we have the time here, hope you don't mind. I was going to cut it off here, but uh, since we, we got into talking about Harvard, uh, you know, the whole question of non-conference scheduling comes up, which is an interesting one because you're going to see your non-league games double over the next, uh, you know, starting next year, you're going to play twice as many, and uh, so I guess you start to think about how much. Well, first of all, how how involved are you in that non-league scheduling? And then uh, I imagine that teams like Harvard, those are like Colgate and so on. Those are the teams you'd like to try to play more of in the future. I'm probably more involved than Dean O'Keefe would like me to be, <laughs> just because I'm not very good at it. And now, you know, we're, we're doubling uh, how many non-conference games we've got to schedule. Uh, Matt Lamalfa, our director of hockey operations, is on the phone weekly and, and is, is playing a big role in that. Uh, I am involved and, and have the final right of refusal in terms of what we want to do. It becomes critical for a number of reasons. It becomes critical because as strong as our league is, um, you know, your RPI can sway uh, dramatically now with so many non-conference games you really you got to try to protect yourself 
not just with your opponent, but also home ice. Um, now with, with with the Big Ten and, and those schools having so much money, um, yeah. you know, it, it's it's going to go the way of, of football where these guys are going to buy home games and, and they're going to spend a lot of money to, so that to, to ensure that they don't have to travel as much for their non-conference games, which will put a lot of pressure on us. You know? It's going to result probably in you know them winning more games too. Well, it's just statistically, Natural. yes, yeah. it's, home, teams it, it, home teams win more. So, um, you know, we've got to try to protect ourselves on that front as well. President Hopi has given me all assurances that, um, you know, although we're not going to operate like a North Dakota or an Ohio State, we'll be given every opportunity to, to bring in teams. And uh, we still need to make sure that there's a balance of probably 16 home, 16 away. How that works out, you know, that's that's really the, where the details are. Um Luckily for us, there's, there's a lot of very recognizable teams. There are a lot of teams that, um, you know, uh, are going to prepare us for, for, for league play and, um, and and help in terms of the NCAA tournament. You know this, Mike. Um, yeah. The best thing you can do for your RPI is win. Yeah. So, you know, regardless of who you're playing and what their RPI is, if you're not winning, you're in trouble. So, um but it does. It becomes a challenge, and uh, hopefully, with our new setup and, and, and luxury boxes and, and, and lobby and practice rink, weight room, it's going to become a more attractive place for for other non-league teams to come in and play. When you're trying to work out these agreements with schools, I mean, how important is how much of an emphasis do you guys place on it on it being a reciprocal agreement where you know you're going to go out west and play them, they're going to come back and play you in a year or two? You know, it, it's it's something that we're we've got one more. Uh, sort of arrangement that is not that does not involve reciprocity. It's going to have to take something special for me to to get to go back in that direction. You know, uh, it, we we need to be able to host games, um, and I think you know what. To be honest with you, I think it's important for college hockey. Yeah. You know, um, you look at what goes on in college sports. You know, you look at. I know Appalachian State beat Michigan a couple of years ago, but. Um, there's a team this year I think lost like 62 to nothing or whatever you know that's that's not good for college sports yeah. you know uh, granted the team gets a payday um, you know but it, but hockey the revenues aren't such that the travel is going to eat into whatever sort of guarantee you're going to get right. you know depending upon where those where they are so um, you know hopefully we can do something in, in, within the league to potentially protect all of our teams, you know, maybe have uh, an agreement much like we had when I played in Hockey East, which we had an agreement when I played with the WCHA. Right. And so every team was guaranteed to play every team in the WCHA, um, half on the road, half home, and then the next year would flip. Um, and, and that's a way that, that we can get, you know, maybe maybe it's with the Big Ten, maybe it's with the, the new conference, maybe it's with the WCA, who knows? But that's a way that, that, that the, the league itself can help us. Yeah, if I remember right, the games counted in the standings then, so it was a matter of, you know, the points counted for both teams and both leagues. And, and uh, while maybe something like that wouldn't happen today, still it seems like that everybody's got to band together. I mean, this is what I've thought is that you've got, if, if, I mean, for example, if you say, well, I'm sorry, we're not going to play you unless you come back and play us, and then they say, okay, thank you very much, and they go talk to the next team, and the next team says, sure, we'll take the money, then then where is everybody? Yeah, and so, you know, it's it's um, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah. A lot of this is also relationship-based. You know, there are other things that are involved. Uh, you know, I like to play teams that, that our, uh, our, our fans will recognize, you know, UConn, Holy Cross, uh, you know, those are, those are teams, uh, West Point. 
those are teams that people know locally and they mean something. I also like to play teams with coaches, you know, who I have a lot of respect for. So whether it's, you know, Don Vaughn or, or, or Brian Riley or, or, or Bruce Marshall, you know, um, yeah, you just, you know that it's not going to be a gong show when, when they when they come in. And, and you have, you know, both teams are going to be res- play hard and, and be well prepared, but, but also they're going to be respectful. So, you know, we've got, we've, we're, in, we're in communication with, with Princeton and, and Bobby Pryor's a good friend of mine and, and uh, you know, I've already talked to Don Vaughn about let's setting something up that moving on the moving down the road. Uh, Phil Roy is is handling the uh, scheduling for Clarkson, so we're trying to work with with him and and uh, and Coach Jones. Uh, you know, we're lucky geographically. There are a lot of teams in the East. Yeah. Well, it seems like over the next few years, then uh, you know, fans can look forward to maybe seeing some teams come to Lawler Arena that they haven't seen uh, in some time or even ever. Yeah, you know, I mean, it starts on Friday. I mean, I don't know, has Harvard played at, no, at uh, never. Volpe and Lawler? So that's a first in and of itself. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a great honor for our school, and, and um, you know, we've got four days of practice to get ready. All right, thanks, Mark. Appreciate your time. We will see you Friday at the, after the Harvard game. Thanks, Mike.